This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good Nerev Shabbos, hope everyone is well. I could wish a mazel tov to Mr. and Mrs. Yanki Bornstein upon the upcoming bar mitzvah of their grandson, the Shabbos, to the son of Mr. and Mrs. Heshi Bornstein of Lawrence. And they see much nachas from this grandson, from all of their grandchildren and children. We find in this week's parasha, we're introduced to Yaakov Avinu. And in the beginning of the parasha, we see a couple different dimensions to Yaakov Avinu. But as we'll see, Yaakov Avinu embodies all of the positive traits that Kla Yisrael is supposed to have. Kla Yisrael is called B'nai Yisrael, Yisrael, Kla Yisrael, as, one of the, as, as that was one of Yaakov Avinu's names. We know it's famous, Chazal tells in this week's parasha, Yaakov Avinu learned in Shem Ve'evin, Yeshiva, for 14 years. He didn't sleep. It was a masmid atzum. But in this week's parasha, we see a different side of Yaakov Avinu. Not a contradictory side, but actually a very, a very important side of Yaakov Avinu that complements all that he learned and the value that his Torah shows. Beginning of the parasha, we find that Yaakov Avinu is traveling. He's en route to go find the Shidduch. He's en route to find the wife. He's en route to run away from his brother. And the Pasuk tells us that he finally sleeps. And afterwards, he has this amazing dream during this sleep. Such an important dream with the ladder and HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Malachim. It's a famous dream, an important dream. Very productive dream. And when he wakes up from the dream, he says, He wakes up so startled and so upset and so frustrated that he didn't realize that the place where he slept was a holy place. And he says, I can't believe this is where I slept. I can't believe I would sleep in such a place. And Rashi tells us, If I would have known that where I decided to sleep for the night was such a holy place, I would have never ever thought to sleep in such a place and I feel bad, I have regret over what I did. So the, the, the Alta from Slobodka asked a very basic question. But this was such a productive dream. So much good came out of this dream. Why is Yaakov feeling bad over it? It was such an important dream. He got such a, a, an important lesson and, and was told such sacred and valued things from HaKadosh Baruch. He was told beautiful brachas and wonderful things. So how could it be that he, he's regretting over what he did? And the Alta from Slobodka pointed out something so important. Yaakov Avinu said, it's fantastic, it's all great. But if it's not the right way to conduct yourself, then it's not worth anything. Midas comes first. First is, if this is a holy place, I have no business sleeping here. Even though, yes, when I went to sleep and I had a dream and that dream was so important, it doesn't matter. You have to do what's right first. And nothing matters after that. So even though, yes, through this dream, he was given such beautiful brachas from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But if I would have known that this is a place that I don't belong sleeping, then I wouldn't be sleeping here. Because this is a Mokim Kaddish and this is not the way we conduct ourselves. Yaakov Avinu lived with the idea of proper Midas, proper etiquette, proper Kedusha. How a Jew lives his life. This is Yaakov Avinu coming out of 14 years of intense Torah study. And how does he conduct himself? What's right and what's wrong? If this is not proper, then I don't belong here. I don't care what comes out of it. That's how Yaakov Avinu lived his life. No excuses, no terutzim. What's right is right and what's not right I don't do. And we find a similar idea later on in the parsha. Yaakov Avinu comes to the well and he sees all the shepherds sitting around the well. And he says to them, what's going on? He asks them, he says, 
My brothers, where are you from? Do you know? Do you know Charon? And he and he and he says to them, "What's going on, guys? It's a why are you taking such a long break?" And they say to him, "I'm sorry, we, we can't remove the boulder. It's too difficult. It's too hard." So, so the obvious question is, what was Yaakov Avinu's business over here? What was Yaakov Avinu missing around over here? Stay out of your business. Why are you getting involved in someone else's life? Why? And, and more than that, what was Yaakov Avinu thinking that they wouldn't pounce on him? A chutzpah, a stranger coming into a strange community, all of a sudden giving his two cents. So we know the famous part from the, for Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, that it's all how you say it. Yaakov Avinu worded it very carefully. He said, Achai, my brothers, I'm not attacking you. I love you. I feel connected to you. And I'm just partially asking, what is going on over here? Yaakovina wasn't looking to be difficult. Yaakovina wasn't looking to be higher than thou. Yaakovina wasn't trying to take the high road and say, I'm better and, and start wagging his finger at people. Yaakovina was saying, listen, I, just, I see something that doesn't look right and it bothers me. Because Yaakov became very sensitive to inappropriate behavior. Yaakovina spent 14 years training himself to look out for things that don't look right. How to navigate that that seems corrupt. How to make sure to stay away from something that's questionable. So when Yaakov Avinu is presented head on with something that looks very strange, it looks like people are not doing their job, it bothered him. Not because Yaakov Avinu wanted to be the one to give the most of it. Yaakov Avinu wanted to live a lifestyle that he practiced. He practiced 14 years how to go and be exposed and not to do things that are wrong. And right away the first thing he sees is what he views as incorrect behavior. And it bothers him. And he wants to right the wrong. He wants to make sure that everyone is living the, the, the style and the way he was educated. And he asks in a very kind way, Achai, my brothers, I'm not better than you. I'm not putting you down. But I'm just asking, simply, as a friend, as a brother, as concerned, what's going on? And that's why they respond to him so positively. They respond to him instead of yelling at him and beating him up and chasing him out of town. They respond with the, 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 the honest answer. We can't. This boulder is too difficult for us to remove and that's why we're not working. Because it's all how he s- started the conversation. Yaakov Yunus started it with such a, a loving way. Yaakov Yunus started it with such a midasdika way. Instead of putting down, instead of starting writing, quoting sources in halacha that this is usr and that is usr and you're an avarian and you're a ganiv and giving a whole frumator. He didn't go that route at all. Because Yaakov Yunus learned that it's about midas. That's what sells. That's what makes people want to listen to you. That's what makes people want to hear what you have to say. Not when you put them down. Not when you degrade them. And not when you throw sources even at them. It's when you talk to them like a person. When you make them feel like they matter. And you make you feel like they care. And you make, you, and you make it feel like you're trying just to help. When you yell and scream at people and even cite sources. You don't make them feel like they're a person. You're talking down to them. You're talking that you're better than them. And Yaakov Yuna learned in his training in Shein Ve'eva and all those years in learning. And that's really what every Ben Torah and anyone who studies Torah and anyone who goes to school is supposed to come out. Not just with the information. It's great to have information. But how do you give over that information? How do you respond to someone when they're not following it? Is it just shoot out information at them? You know this is wrong? Or do you give it over in a sweet, kind way, in a way that shows, that gives over the impression that I care about you, I worry about you. And I'm not doing it just because I want to show you what I know and I'm, I know more than you and you're wrong and I'm right. No, it's coming from a place of love. When a person shows someone that it's coming from love, it's not because I'm better than you. His meters shine. I believe Yaakov Yunus spent 14 years in Shane Weber not just learning information. He spent 14 years working on meters, how to interact with the people around you. Yaakov Yunus was going into the real world, so to say. 
For 14 years, he was in yeshiva. It was just yeshiva. Now he's going out into the real world. He's going to have to interact with people. Difficult people, corrupt people, questionable people. And Yaakov Avinu teaches us in this week's first and foremost, is how do you interact with them? Yaakov Avinu was, was, was not only is an ish tom of Torah, but he was midas also. And that's why he was so careful and so meticulous in everything he did. If this wasn't the place to sleep, he wouldn't sleep here. That's derech eretz. And this is the way you talk to people. You don't talk down to them. You call them achai, my brother. You speak to them with respect. You speak to them with care. You speak to them with love, not speaking down to them. Yaakov, you know, train. That's what we all train for in life. We train and we learn and we study and we obtain knowledge, not just to show the other person we know more than you. Not just to throw around source sheets and say, wow, look at all the things I know. It's when we learn and use it to be able to help people in a very positive, a very loving, and a very concerned way. I remember when I was in Eretz Yisrael many years ago, and I was walking with my family, and there was someone was protesting something, and some of these Eretz Yisrael guys were protesting women that were not dressed sneezely. And they were just yelling and screaming at the women. And I told one of the fellows, Little, maybe it was out, not my place. I said, you'd accomplish much more if you don't yell and scream at the women. Why don't you try educating them? Explain to them how beautiful Sneez is, how important Sneez is. Make them feel like a person. Instead of yelling and screaming and barking at them to make them feel subhuman. Because that's not going to want to make anyone want to come close to Tashem. When you wag your finger at them and tell them how bad they are and you yell and scream at them and you shove signs in their faces, who, who would want to be better? When it comes from a place of love and caring and you put Mises first, and that's what we're all supposed to do in this world. All the information that we obtain in this world via Torah study, however it may be, is only to make the world a better place, to share with others, not to use it as leverage over I know more than you and look what I know and you don't know. And Yaakov teaches us that the 14 years he learned in Yeshiva wasn't just a, a, a chance for him to obtain more knowledge and more information, it was a chance for him to work on himself. And that's what we all need to do. Every day of our life we need to be working on ourselves. Making ourselves a better person. Making ourselves being able to help the world, but in a productive way. Caring for each other in a nice way. Making everyone feel like they're important. Not putting them down. Not derogatory talk. Came across an amazing story where Abshach got into a cab with an armed religious Jew and one of his Talmidim. And it wasn't his typical driver. It was a different cab service. And the, 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 the Talmud struck up a conversation with Rabshach with, with, with the driver, and he basically asked the driver, you know, how long have you not been religious for? And Abshach stopped the boy right in the middle and said, stop that. That's not the way you talk to another Jew. You think that's the way you're going to bring him closer? By knocking him, putting him down, making him feel bad about himself that he's not trying to Shabbos? You can ask him such an insensitive question? That's the way you talk to someone? And Abshach rebuked the boy. And, and later, a few months later, the man actually was so touched how Reb Shach was so sensitive towards his feeling, he did decide to become from. But not because this Bachar was speaking down to him, but he saw how much Reb Shach cared about him. So often we want to make a difference in people's lives, but we come about it the wrong way. If we want to be helpful and, and, and make people closer to HaKadosh Baruch, it's not by speaking down to them. It's not by making them feel like they're less important. It's by making them feel that they're important and they're valued. And that we live from Yaakov Avinu. So when we talk about Yaakov Avinu as the, as the embodiment of Torah, and we do, but we have to remember, Yaakov Avinu's face is on the Kisya Yaakov, and I think maybe it's for this reason. Because Yaakov Avinu lived how every person was important, and everyone should be treated with proper midas. And then the Torah comes together in a beautiful harmony. Mr. Shem, we should learn from Yaakov Avinu how to talk to others, and how to change others, and how to work on others. But more so, we have to work on ourselves first. If we want to help the world, 
We need to perfect ourselves first. We should all work on ourselves and work on others. And by doing so, we should bring Kalei Yisrael together. There's sadly, unfortunately, a lot of divide in the Jewish population between the from and the non-from, what we call Orthodox and non-Orthodox. It's heart-wrenching. It breaks my heart to see either here or in Eretz Yisrael where the from and the non-from just don't get along. And the only way to bring Kalei together is by showing love, care, and compassion. Mr. Hashem will be able to help Kalei Yisrael come together and that's chus. When Hashem sees all His children are functioning as one unit, we'll be zayich to see the ultimate ku'ula, the arrival of Mashiach, from here, have a wonderful Shabbos.